0: This is a remote dating podcast where we share outlandish dating stories from people struggling with the new dating landscape. In season two, Be My
1: Carry On Baggage, we look at how the coronavirus pandemic is going to impact the future of dating. We'll get insights from digital nomads who have been navigating dating under extreme circumstances
0: for years, as well as stories from people who have been locked down in love. Today, we're gonna be covering turbo relationships. Relationships that move at lightning speed because of lockdown or being on the road. For non nomads, this has been a new trend during lockdown, but it's something us nomads have been familiar with for quite some time. This is Season 2, Episode 3 Planes, Trains, and Turbo Relationships.
1: I'm Ellie. And I'm Kayla. We're your hosts for Dating Abroad, a podcast about unconventional dating stories.
0: In this episode, we're going to chat to Nancy in New York, who reconnected with an old friend shortly before the pandemic and they started dating. When lockdown happened, they decided to turbocharge their relationship by shacking up and they haven't looked back. We also chat to Nomad Nina, who'd been single for six years before she met her now boyfriend during lockdown actually in the same little town in Portugal I happen to be in now so there might be hope for me yet well we'll hear all about your hopeful situations in our next segment
1: a video call named desire in this segment we give you little
0: updates on our dating escapades over the past week okay so I have a confession mm-hmm. I really fancy my physio <laughs> Oh, inappropriate. So, I know so I've told a few friends about this and everyone has pointed me to the how I met your mother episode which is apparently all about the uh in, an inappropriate relationship between a patient and a therapist <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway yeah I don't know if it's just because I've been so starved of physical contact for like the last year but mm-hmm like my hormones just go mental whenever I go for a physio session (laughs) (laughs) also he's just like a really nice guy but the thing is that I'm like I feel like I'm now too much in the patient physiotherapist zone and that suggesting a coffee would be inappropriate what do you think
1: Yeah, I feel like you need to wait until your sessions are over and then like at the last session be like, if you want to grab a coffee,
0: like here's my number. Well, the problem is that I had thought about this and but then like my progress, so it's my shoulder that's dodgy, Mm -hmm. but my progress shoulder wise started stalling and we just got to the point where we were only going to have two sessions and I was like, oh, awesome. I can totally ask him out for a coffee after that. Mm -hmm. And now we need to have more sessions.
1: Well, maybe you could use those sessions to be like really creepy, like bring up, like ask him about himself, learn about him, become the person that you think he wants to be with. <laughs> and then when it's over, you'll be like his perfect woman.
0: That's not a bad idea. Another Thank friend that. suggested that I tell him that I have a dating podcast and then that could lead into the topic of dating. But now I can't do that.
1: <laughs> you ruins ruined the it. point.
0: <laughs> oh my god so yeah we've got our next our next session on Friday so I'm pretty Mm. excited about that that's very exciting
1: yeah I feel (laughs) like you just you just gotta use use your sessions to get to know him a little better and then I don't know maybe he's gonna accidentally fall in love nobody knows what happens
0: exactly it's quite possible Mm -hmm. and also it's kind of funny because like he is very chatty and I have actually learned quite a lot about him he's a nomad as well um But it's almost like having a date, but I'm half naked under a towel. (laughs) I mean, that sounds like a date to me. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, how about you? What have you been up to? Well, I actually have a sweet little update. Um, Oh, yay.
1: So I was dating somebody last summer and... He lives in a different continent and like permanently, but he was in Toronto for the summer for a job. And so we dated and he went back uh, and it was sad, but kind of thought, oh, you know, I will come and I'll stop through in like six months or whatever. And I'll nomad over to him. And then like, we'll see what happens. If we spend some more time together, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then lockdown happened and I came back here. Then he was supposed to come back here for like a job contract again Uh, And then the job got canceled because of COVID. So it was like, okay, I guess that's not going to happen then. But anyways, he did end up coming just for a little visit to visit some family for a couple weeks. And we got to hang out a couple times. And it was just really lovely. We just still got along really well and had a lot of fun together. And I think it just, like, reminded me, like, even though there's still, like, we're still keeping in touch. But it's just, you know, there's just too much time and distance and lifestyle challenges for it to be more full-on than it is but it just really reminded me like what it's like to just feel good to be with somebody that (laughs) sounds amazing right like it just felt good and comfortable and fun and easy and it was Mm -hmm. like oh yeah this is how things can be they almost never are (laughs) but but it's a good reminder because you know sometimes how you're dating someone and you're like oh do you think this is normal do you think this is a big deal and you're asking all these questions and inevitably the answer is always like no that is not normal and yes it is a big deal but when you go through so much it's hard to remember like just how normal and easy things can be with a good person
0: yeah exactly and god it's so easy to forget that isn't it Mm -hmm. so even if it doesn't you know turn into anything because of circumstances that's such a nice reminder
1: it is and I do think that we're gonna keep in touch and you know probably hopefully see each other again just yeah not gonna be a traditional or like full on
0: type of relationship uh but I'm okay with that like it just very nice no temptation to sort of like try and make it into a full-on relationship later on or
1: not at this point like I think if it happened that we were living closer together where we could see each other more often then sure but mm-hmm. I just feel like like I know it's really important for him to be where he is he knows that it's really important for me to be a nomad and either of us are like interested in asking the other person to like drop that sort of stuff so but that like feels very positive in itself and that yeah. that it's like something that can be a positive in relationship in my life without sacrifice without having to like make a big change to have it work
0: yeah and actually we might be discussing that a bit later with one of our guests mightn't we
1: indeed we might <laughs> which is a perfect segue into our next segment gone with the
0: wi-fi we introduced her earlier and now she's here Nancy, welcome to Dating Abroad.
2: Thank you. Nice to be here.
0: Okay, so tell us a bit about how and when you met your current partner and what those first few months of your relationship were like.
2: Uh, Well, thank you. It's it's an interesting story. At least I think it's an interesting story. But we actually knew each other when he was 18 and I was 19, back in the (laughs) Lower East Side and Mm -hmm. I was going to college and he was skateboarding around and then we didn't see each other for 20 something years. And I was always like, what is up with him? And, uh, finally I, I looked him up on social media and he wrote right back and said, Hey, Nancy, how are you? What's going on? Let's, uh, let's have lunch. And so, uh, we went to lunch and caught up and then, uh, we went a few days later, I invited him to see a band play. And friends of mine said, are you on a date? And I said, I'm not sure. And then, uh, you know, when we made out like teenagers that night, I was like, okay, yep, yep, that was a date. And uh, that started it off. And then uh, it became like two or three dates a week, very quickly. And uh, all of a sudden, I'd gone from of playing the feel to just being with one person and it was pretty amazing
1: wow that sounds so exciting it's hard to even imagine what
2: that's like <laughs> it, it really caught me off guard I'll tell you that much <laughs> I was like I was like what just happened but it's it's great uh, and uh, and I think he had the same feeling it was really uh, unexpected Um, but, uh, but we both, uh, just like wandering around the city and going to see art and music and just, uh, talking with each other and realizing, even though we had the connection from way back when, um, as we evolved into, uh, the people we are today, we had a lot more in common and a lot of common, um, uh, goals and interests and, uh, like to, have fun uh, exploring the city and and also getting out and uh, tooling around which uh, we'll probably get more to once the pandemic hit when you couldn't really do any of the city things as many of the city Mm -hmm. things as we would have liked to
1: yeah so that kind of leads us to you guys had only been dating for a few months when lockdown happened so what did you decide to do and what was the thought process that went behind that decision or what discussions happened?
2: Well, I mean, New York City um, was really the you know, early place in the States to, to go through such a significant lockdown. And it just, uh, um, and we went out to dinner with some friends right before uh, that kind of weekend before everything locked down and then kept you know, visiting each other and and trying to stay connected. And then about two weeks into the lockdown is when things got really rough in New York. And uh, so we thought for each other's uh, safety and security that we would try to just kind of isolate and quarantine in our own places. And that lasted about two weeks. And I got to tell you, that was about the worst two weeks. It was dark, it was sad, there were sirens all the time. I didn't see anybody who knew my name. Uh, and we talked all the time and, and even, you know, FaceTime. But I said, you know, I, I gotta see you. This is this is not good for me. And mm-hmm. so finally we felt like, all right, let's let's go for a walk <laughs> social distance and then you know, started back up that way. And then, you know, not not long after that, we just started. You know staying with each other the whole time let's quarantine together mm. and it just kind of went from there and then mm. actually he so what was that like in. when you
0: when you did end up moving in together sort of pretty soon into the relationship how how did that go what were the how did it sort of accelerate your relationship
2: um well there were a lot of conversations about whoa we're accelerating our relationship <laughs> is that are we okay with that and uh so it was it was very conscious uh but uh but also it was very smooth and easy i think uh it said a lot about the uh the kind of relationship that that we had developed and had been kind of authentic and uh okay to be vulnerable and um but then there's all the just the regular stuff of like you know do they put the seat, you know, the seat down in the toilet and, you know, <laughs> what's their what's their kind of daily habits and, and uh, you know, who, who wakes up earlier and adjusting to those sorts of things. But it actually went really smoothly. And, and we also re- reflected on that. And, I, and I, what I, one of the things I really appreciate about him is that he's always been like, how are we doing? Is there anything we need to talk about? and uh, kind of checking in on the relationship regularly. Um, but, but both totally realized that this is unusual times and we were moving way faster than, than would have happened in, uh, in a non-pandemic moment.
0: I love that it was him that was asking those questions and sort of like being so conscious about the communication. So basically research has shown that there's this rise in what people are terming turbo relationships. Um, And according to some of this research, over a third of people agree that two months in isolation feels equivalent to two years of commitment. Um, And also a third have said they reached common relationship milestones together quicker than they would usually. Would you say those sort of findings, are reflected in your experience
2: oh absolutely it just totally resonates with me um so i think uh early on in our relationship maybe uh, three months in um one one night i said i think i'm more than like you and he goes whoa 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 that's you know not not that i don't necessarily feel the same (laughs) way but it's a little soon i don't know um and then (laughs) like a month later we were living together so yeah because the uh the lockdown had happened and and things just uh just jumped uh you know leaped ahead uh (laughs) yeah two two years is probably about the right equivalent
1: (laughs) (laughs) and i guess having known each other when you were younger as well i find that always adds a bit of intimacy too
2: Yes, for sure. We were out to dinner with some friends, and uh, my one friend said, "Oh, you guys would totally not be living together yet if it wasn't for <laughs> a, a the pandemic, and and b the fact that you knew each other uh, from way back and 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 had that level of uh, um, trust and and comfort with each other."
1: Mm-hmm. And when you were having those conversations, was there any? fallback plan like was there any i mean i guess you guys each still had your own apartments just in case um, but was there any dis- discussion of what to do
2: if things don't go as planned yeah actually th- no that's a that's a great question and i think um as i was mentioning earlier about having those regular the conversations about how are things going is this all right are we going too fast and um uh, and again, a lot of credit to him. He's always, he's always said, you know, if I need to get my own place, that's cool. You know, we can still, you know, be a couple and just you know slow it down as far as uh, cohabitating and uh, and keep going that way. That it's important that the the relationship is strong um, more than forcing it to uh, to be cohabitating. I guess uh, I'm like, wow, what a what a grown up. I love. With him.
0: <laughs> yeah you're very lucky I'm impressed
2: <laughs> oh I'm so lucky yeah it's really nice uh and, and, and yeah just uh, yeah he's, he says he's lucky too I think he's also <laughs> very
0: lucky <laughs> yeah <laughs> so now that I, I guess lockdown isn't so extreme and you kind of could move back into your own apartments if you wanted to like how how are you planning to to continue
2: oh no we're in we're in it to to stay uh cohabitating um so uh i I think it's again just you know good communication and and checking in and um and even you know starting to think about all right you know what's next is is uh is my Brooklyn place the, the right space for us? Is it enough space? Is it, you know, mm-hmm. where, where do we want to go next? So uh, yeah, no, no, no moves to, uh, to separate at least the living,
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> living
2: uh, situation.
1: How has this experience changed your ideas around dating and relationships in general? As I imagine you would never have moved at this pace. <laughs> without lockdown or before lockdown, are there, are there any kind of big takeaways that you will take moving forward that you'd apply either to this relationship or, I mean, fingers crossed, there won't be any other relationships, but mm-hmm. if there were, uh, would there be any experiencers or lessons that you would take with you?
2: Yeah, great question. I, I think uh, I used to joke about barriers to intimacy and, and how to achieve them. And, uh, (laughs) I've learned that, uh, (laughs) actually you don't need to achieve those barriers. You can, you can break those walls down and, and focus on being, uh, being present, being authentic, being yourself, uh, allowing yourself to be vulnerable and, uh, and good things can come from it. And if, and if things Good things don't come from it. That tells you something, and, and you should move on, um, but not to to uh, hold back and then um, you know end up in in something that's not right for you. So it very very different. I was in a I was in a relationship and, and, and with somebody married and everything for nineteen years, um, and so I've I've learned, I've reflected on what what worked and what didn't work in that relationship, and and how not to repeat the things that that didn't work and I think uh being being um uh one of the things in the past relationship is I uh had started to um I like to say kind of mute myself or turn down my my volume Mm -hmm. or my vibrancy Mm -hmm. and not do the things I want to do or say things I wanted to say or 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 kind of let him take the lead and I said you know no I need to I need to be my person. And if the person I'm with isn't into who that is, that's, you know, that's something different than uh, I shouldn't have, I'll, you know, kind of mute myself or turn my volume down. And so um, finding somebody that uh, appreciates who you are and where you are and, and doing the same for them, I think is important. And, and just remembering to, to, to be present and keep dating them you know don't don't get complete don't get complacent (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: yeah absolutely that's an awesome lesson and I love how positive this has been I feel like our episodes in this season have been really positive so far (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's so weird to be really happy and in love during a pandemic and during all other kinds of things that are going on in this country Mm. and around the world and so but it gives me a lot of um ability to be resilient and and positive in, in other parts of my life having this having this relationship
1: yeah I was gonna say what a nice bomb for everything else that is going on, or maybe a self, sure. maybe I shouldn't say bomb when you can't see how <laughs> B- B-A-L-M, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but what a nice self to have, <laughs> that little nest of, of happiness when everything mm-hmm. else in the world is uh, chaos.
2: <laughs> yes, yep, hmm yeah.
1: So speaking of all the positives, have there been any negatives about the turbo relationship or have there been any surprises perhaps about moving in together i know last season we had a couple on who'd moved in together for lockdown and there were problems about uh too many discussions about bowel movements
2: any anything like
1: that that a bit of a surprise
2: (laughs) oh goodness uh yeah none of those discussions thankfully um not about moving in together i think just the Anxiety, I don't know if anxiety is, is the right word, but just maybe the nervousness of, of getting into such an intense relationship so quickly. Um, and for me, having had a long relationship that, that did not have a, a wonderful conclusion, um, <laughs> <laughs> I just was a little nervous about... Uh, about being you know, kind of being vulnerable again to getting hurt but uh just kind of had to work that through myself so uh you know so even when I said I think I'm more than like you that took like so much of me to be able to say that <laughs> but uh <laughs> but then once once you start down that path you realize that uh and you know, what is it nothing ventured nothing gained you know nothing you can't uh if you hold back you're you're holding back on yourself too you're not allowing yourself the ability to have uh, the full relationship and enjoyment and and all that goes through it all that goes through it I mean the the hardest part was there were six people I know that passed away early in the pandemic four of them from coronavirus and so um you know and there's just heavy things going on in the world Um, and so uh, being able to be sad and upset and be with somebody who can uh, can be there for you in those moments is important too it's not all puppy dogs and sunshine
1: definitely and how nice to have have someone there to to help support you through that
2: yeah so I mean I I wish I had some weird stories for you but uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, can, we, can we repeat this in the uh, you know six months and I'll, I'll try to note down any weirdness
0: <laughs> no that's all good
1: <laughs> welcome to the podcast Nina um can you tell us briefly about your turbo relationship? How did you meet? How quickly did you move in together? What was it like?
3: Sure. So, um, yeah, so I'm Nina. Uh, I am in Portugal right now. And that's where I also met my partner, my boyfriend. Um, so where this all started was uh, being stuck in Portugal and very lonely after months alone because of the quarantine. And then I went to Erisera because so many nomads, they came there and I was like, okay, I want to see some friends or friends of friends, Um, you know, like-minded people. And I was there for about a month and then uh, a friend of mine was looking for a house and I was kind of like looking with him, but he was doing the searching. And then he found this guy, which is now my boyfriend, Marcos and he was looking for nomads to share a bigger house with and um, yeah so it was great so uh, I went for brunch to meet Marcos and we had a common friend so it was super casual and very chill I had a lot of work that day I ended up chilling at the pool the whole day and we're just like chatting it was cool and I'm like super single, I, I don't really have boyfriends. I move around like the globe to go to the guy and then be cute for two months, but I never like have that relationship. <laughs> we can relate with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I moved to Australia to be with someone and then I was like, nah, that's not really my life. And then, you know, like, mm-hmm. so I go by that, but I never really stick around. So I met Marcos and I was like, oh damn, this guy is really, really nice and so cute and so much in common. And there was a spark, but I was searching for a house with one of my closest friends. So that was kind of a no-go. And then on top of that, like going with your future housemates, that's like, eh, like don't do that stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: so I thought, okay, I'm not gonna do this. But then Marcos was like flirting a little bit, but I wasn't really sure if he was being a a nice guy or nice future housemate, or if he was flirting. But then I figured that he was not messaging my friend this much. And with messaging a lot, I mean like voice messages over a minute, multiple a day, like really a lot. And I was like, oh, it's actually really nice. And then um, after a week, I had a dinner with some friends, he was not there, and I had a lot of wine, and then I kind of like, you know, what happens when you're drinking, sipping wine, my, yeah, I guess, like, my boundaries were just, like, somewhere else that night, and um, so I met up with Marcus a little bit later in the evening, and we were going for a night walk, and it was super nice, and then, yeah, I don't know, then we kissed, and then spark fireworks, (laughs) And then I was like, oh, fuck, what's going to happen? So yeah, so uh, that whole weekend, me full of shame also towards my one of my close friends. I didn't come to the, to the house where we were staying. I was with Marcus the whole weekend. And I don't know, I never kind of left since that moment. So I don't know, I think, yeah, so I was there <coughs> and then I still had the other house and then Marcus was like, Asking me, like, Nina, can you please move in? Like, can you finally move in already? <laughs> and I'm making it so difficult in my head. So, we moved in quite, yeah, I don't know, like maybe two and a half weeks after we met. Um, this oh, wow. was, yeah, it was very, very fast, but this was still with the whole idea of like, we're going to be housemates. So I have my own room, but I never slept in that room. I bought a desk to. <laughs> I never slept there um so yeah we've been together since that point it's six months now so it's Mm -hmm. long did you ever
1: consider when kind of you kind of started having something romantic right before you were about to move in did you consider not moving in together or what was that decision making process like
3: yeah I did because um one I didn't want to cause any trouble also with my close friends um and I believe, especially when you're a nomad, whether you're like friends or in a relationship or maybe even family, like your house is also or usually the place where you work. So this is like your everything. It's like your 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 secret, secret place. So you, you cannot live in a bad place because it's your work. It's where you maybe do meditation or yoga, where you want to relax. So for me, this was a big thing because... I am used to go somewhere and then I leave when I don't like it anymore. But I knew something, my gut was telling me something else. So I was super, super, duper conscious about this. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. So
0: after, oh, sorry, I was just gonna say, so what then happened? What's been going on for the last six months?
3: Well, actually, so shortly what happened was that my friend that was initially looking for this house and found everything he was like, okay, I know something is up between you guys. So I'm not going to go there anymore. So I moved in. My friend did not. And for that whole time, there was still, uh, there was one room still left or available in that house. No one ever moved in. So we also really like, we're not really housemates anymore. Then after one month living together and, you know, everything was fine. He asked me to be his girlfriend and it was like super official. Oh. In brazil he's a bit like southern boy so it's like i'm from the netherlands i don't know people don't do that um, generalizing that's not a concept that i'm familiar with. But yeah so, uh then in the timeline is that timeline is there that we stay two months in ericera so one month uh seeing or dating in the house where we live and then one month together as boyfriend girlfriend Then we moved to Lisbon because we wanted to be in a city. And this was changing the relationship because if you're remote somewhere, just you or in a city, that that just changes the dynamic a little bit. And then we moved to Santa Cruz, which is a town maybe 30 minutes from Arisera. And yeah, like we don't see humans here. We're in a house and we see the, the beach. And we're just like working here. So now it's just uh, us. And we've been here for three months. So yeah, that, that's more or less how it's now.
0: Wow, that's pretty intense then now, just the two of you and nature.
3: <laughs> yeah, like, wait, I can quickly show you. It's like, this is the view. Oh, wow. Oh, but wow. This, like there, there are no people. <laughs> 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 yes, every month we've at the, we love the same restaurant. but it's important too like we really get to know each other I think um, we're lucky that our lives are as individuals our lives super match so I didn't need to change Mm. so much routine or about my habits and for him it's the same so we're just like flowing and cruising together like we have been doing this for 10 years already
0: oh that's brilliant Mm. so what are the things um the routines that you both had that did match
3: okay so one thing which is not really a routine of time but it's more Mm. like prioritizing our daily like things in life are very consistent and yeah very consistent so there is a moment of uh work there is a moment of yoga or do some sort of workout then there is uh, a time where we actually you know like Make dinner yourself. We're not vegetarian or vegans, but we don't really eat a lot of meat and stuff like that. So I think it's the routines and the small daily things that are the same and that make it super easy. Yeah, but there are differences as well. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about those. Yeah. Well, actually, now it's it's getting more interesting. Uh, so. One of the things I'm an early person, like I love to wake up at 6am I'm go to work. And then at three, I just close my computer and do my own stuff. Um, but he's not like that. He doesn't work in the morning because he doesn't feel like doing that stuff. So he starts working at one. So that is something that is a little bit challenging. And then in the evening, I don't want to work, but then he doesn't mind you know like he goes on to I don't know midnight or something and I just can't do that like my mind and my body it just doesn't function after 6 p.m. so that's a big difference but it's never been a problem because I think because that part of our routine is so different we also are in our own space mm. we're in the same space but then we kind of like go into our own zones um, and now we're traveling very soon um, so this is the first time I actually noticed some differences. like I am very Dutch, like things have to be uh, arranged and on time and very clear and transparent. And he's a bit like <laughs> so now I'm just like, no, but we have to take care of all these things. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So do you think that there have been any negatives in general to moving so quickly?
3: I don't know. It's not, it hasn't been negative at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I think for the lifestyle that I live, um, this makes complete sense. Like I'm usually not so long in a place. This is an exception because of the pandemic. But otherwise I don't have time to go like for one dinner or a date a week and then try to find out if it's gonna match or not. I think what's really important for me is that I know that this person fits in, in the life that I wanna live for myself to, to be happy. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't. it's not like a perfect fit because I don't think that really exists. But at this point in my life, this completely works. If moving, if, because we moved in so quickly, you get to know each other inside out like with makeup no makeup when I'm on my period <laughs> yeah, you know, like you get all yeah the good stuff but also the ugly stuff
2: mm-hmm. I think
3: right, it's not for everyone I think
0: <laughs> yeah that's that's do you know what that's really inspiring and it's what we talk about <laughs> isn't it that it is possible as a nomad to find someone where you just like fit your lives together Mm-hmm. Like I think a lot of people think that isn't possible, but you're you're a great example of how it could be.
3: But you know what? I honestly thought it was not possible. Like mm-hmm. the like, last year when I, last year when I went to Australia, I thought like I was excited about that trip. It was something new. I thought like you know maybe it's that because I'm I was turning thirty this year. I was like maybe it's time to settle down. It's like that sort of like social life Um, it's like shouting in your ear somewhere like just be normal and just go home and live your life but and I was just like okay so I was a little bit heartbroken from that and then I was just like no I'm gonna be forever single I don't need all this stuff like I'm good on my own independent nomad girl like I was rocking that stuff (laughs) and now I have the relationship that I've I guess I've dreamt of it, I, I wanted it, I didn't manifest it, but it just happened to be, but I also allowed it to, to be. So I didn't fight it. And I think for some people, this is super possible. I'm pretty flexible and chill person, he's like that. But yeah, if you have a super long list of like criteria and all of that stuff, it's gonna be harder. If you keep jumping places, it's, it's gonna be harder.
0: Totally. I love the fact that you just qualified that you didn't manifest
3: it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you manifested crypto. And I was like, no, you're just using your sales funnel. Sorry, girl. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Super accurate. <laughs> um, so do you have any advice? Um, either. I mean, I guess you just gave all the nomads advice. So do you have any advice for non-nomads who have gotten into these super turbo relationships because of lockdown and how to cope with being in a kind of intense
3: situation? Um. Yeah, I think my number one advice is um, be transparent and not just to the other person, but also with yourself. I have many moments that I literally just sit down and just have to like talk to myself or write to myself, like how am I feeling? what is going on? If I'm moody, why am I moody? If I'm happy, why am I happy? Like, it sounds super nerdy and weird and maybe a bit creepy, but I track how I feel. And I, sometimes there are moments in my life that I've put it in a spreadsheet because I just need to understand myself. And I think that a lot of people in many relationships and especially in these turbo relationships, everything is so fast, but that, that also means that um, you kind of lose track of stuff. And I think that's a very toxic, toxic, and it could be a very dangerous thing, right? If you don't know what's going on because it's turbo, it, it, it's so freaking fast. You don't know things are happening, bum, bum, bum. And then at one point, you're like, wait, what the fuck am I doing? Or why am I in this relationship? Mm-hmm. And I think with in yourself, you can offer that to your partner. Um, or to the person that you're living with right and then I don't know if it solves any problems but it does nurtures the communication and I think that's like so 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 important for everyone always yeah absolutely (laughs) that's really great
0: advice Um, and I think that's actually everything we wanted to chat about unless you had anything any final thoughts
3: (laughs) (laughs) nervous about what's going to happen also about dynamics because on monday we are moving to sao paulo and that is going to be yeah it's going to change the game Mm -hmm. and um this is also i guess to, to like with the transparency for him he's coming home for me this is a new continent i've never been to that part of the world so also here i told him like hey like this is a super different experience for me than it is for you. So we need to understand how this thing is going. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I hope a couple of months from now, I can still say that I'm in a nomad relationship.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we might have to check in with you at the end of the season to see how the
3: move went. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm trustful. It's going to be fine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. This has been wonderful and uplifting. Last time we had a breakup episode, so this is much nicer.
0: <laughs> yeah, this was awesome. Thank you for restoring our things. Yeah. <laughs> so after our breakup episode last week I feel like this was a super uplifting one it was It was so interesting and something
1: I found really interesting about both the interviews is that neither of them really had any negatives or downsides about turbo relationships which is interesting to me because like I have been in relationships that move too fast and it always makes me a bit uncomfortable I'm always a bit nervous if guys like try to move faster than I think is like appropriate for the level that we know each other I'm like oh my god sit down don't be so needy Jesus um, <laughs> and now I'm like maybe I'm doing it wrong
0: yeah maybe this is just like the way to go to be honest mm-hmm. I actually quite like a good turbo relationship I just could like to like just get in there just get started like on all the deep and meaningful stuff
1: I never used to like that I'm like I just want to slowly get to know you I don't want to merge any part of my life with you until we know each other pretty well like I don't need to see you more than like once or twice a week until like I know you better which doesn't fit in very well with nomad dating (laughs)
0: Well, and I thought that was interesting about what Nina said as well, that because of her lifestyle and because she was moving quite quickly, like she kind of just needed it to happen fast or it was just never going to happen.
1: Yeah. And I think that's very true. And I think that's definitely been a struggle for me in that like it needs to happen fast, but I don't want it to happen fast. But maybe (laughs) I'm having this resistance for no real reason. Maybe my fears about moving too fast are completely unfounded. Yeah, maybe you
0: need to just... Embrace it. It definitely seemed to work for these two. And yeah. Nancy as well, who is a non-nomad and just, you know. Just waiting um, for In it. a pretty, yeah. yeah. Playing exactly. the, long, the long game turns into the short game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. This has been one of those nice episodes where it's given me a lot of hope. And also Nina met her boyfriend in the very tiny little Portuguese surf town. Um, that I'm currently in so I'm like if he's here there must be others (laughs) right there could be
1: you could meet your person tomorrow yeah yeah (laughs) and I I did really like about what Nina said about how they just fit really well into each other's lifestyles. I think we saw that in a few of the interviews we did in season one with our van life couple with kid, the digital nomad who spends a lot of time together and with Angie, the digital nomad who spends a lot of time apart. It's just so uplifting to like find people that have found somebody who fits really well into their life. And I mean, I, I don't know if you find this, but I think part of the reason that I hate the apps so much is because there's not too, it's like harder to run into a nomad on the app as you would at a nomad meetup or somebody who's going to be open to this kind of lifestyle. A lot of people are like, oh, you travel. So either it's just a hookup or it's nothing.
0: But yeah, it just shows that, that you might have to make some compromises, which is always the case with a new relationship, but that there are sort of people out there with similar priorities, similar lifestyles, similar routines that can actually just potentially slot in to your Mm -hmm. life.
1: And I think that's a good segue into our next segment because it's all related. So let's go into the Scarlet text. So I have a reading recommendation this week that is just as sweet and uplifting as this podcast. It's the book (laughs) All Roads Lead to Austin by Amy Elizabeth Smith. And I think this book just had everything that Ellie, you will like, and also our podcast listeners. Uh, So it's about an English professor in the States who spends six months traveling around Latin America hosting Jane Austen book clubs in a combination of English and Spanish. Um, So I'm trying to remember now. I read it a little while ago, but she goes to Guatemala and Ecuador, and I want to say Chile, or I can't remember all the places she goes. Anyways. There's like, she has two different love interests and we, we have to wait to find out which one. And they're both just like fun Latin lovers. I can't remember one of them's from Mexican. The other one is, I want to say Brazilian, but maybe Chilean. So it was just like a travel romance story and a sweet romance story. And uh, it just made me happy. I loved it. It was just a very fun read. If you like travel and you like nerdy book stuff and you like romance.
0: Well, it sounds perfect for me. Jane Austen, travel, Latin men. (laughs) Right. It's like she wrote it for you. (laughs) Yeah, that's going to be next on my download list for sure.
1: (laughs) Lovely. Well, next week we have a bit of a different episode. Ellie and I are going to be reading out uh, a couple articles we've written about dating and the nomadic lifestyle. So it's going to be like a dramatic reading we're excited for it i hope you're excited for
0: it it's gonna be awesome and i have definitely written my article already (laughs) i legit have though (laughs) it's gonna be be a fun little holiday special oh it's all right for you now you don't have to do any preparation for the next podcast i have to write an article (laughs) that's gonna be awesome
1: i'm excited you know what they say prepare to fail No, wait. You know what they say? (laughs) You know what they say? Fail to prepare, prepare to fail.
0: (laughs) I still have time. You still have time.
1: If you have a wild dating story about being on the road or being in a pandemic, send us an email to datingabroadnomads at gmail.com. Or if you want to set one of us up on a virtual date and, like, seriously, guys, this has not happened yet, get it together. We
0: are so up
1: for it. We're really up for it uh we'll include clips of it for our patrons we might even include a clip of it on the main podcast because we just want someone to do it and
0: nobody's done it yet yeah I mean that could be a whole episode if we both got a virtual date right <laughs> <laughs> but, um yes you can also become a patron of the podcast at patreon.com forward slash dating abroad where our tears are named just as witty as our segments Benefits start from only $1 a month and range from bonus content to racy to air to monthly soirees and a coaching call with one of us about digital nomad life. We now have seven amazing patrons Woo-hoo! and as has become tradition, here is a limerick about them.
1: There once was a girl from Toronto who became our patron pronto. She was joined by a nomad who is
0: definitely not a bromad and we'll all be a family like the Sopranos. Then came a girl called Kiwi, who listens to our podcast in Germany. She was joined
1: by a Brit with an eco-cleaning kit and a Swede who's a big fan of Bali. Next came a
0: lovely Canuck, who met her beau underground by a truck. In came an unsettled man, the first male of our clan and the rest will have to wait for our next
1: patron which could be you or your friend if you are one of our seven patrons you could tell them about it and they can be in the limit with you <laughs> our awesome theme music is by the sound artist lee trung visit her
0: website at leetrung.bandcamp.com. our gorgeous logo is by samina who's on instagram at samina scribbles we are
1: also on Instagram dating underscore uh, underscore abroad, and you can find us on Facebook dating abroad nomads.
0: Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.